0: This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire in the newsroom, I mean it's green. The Palisades Economic Recovery Team is planning a meeting for next week to present the final draft of its economic assessment of the Palisades Nuclear Power Plant Closure Report. Market Van Buren's Sarah Snowink tells us the report is the work of a team made up of the Southwest Michigan Planning Commission, Connexus Group, Michigan Works, and Market Van Buren. The group was formed in anticipation of the plant's closure to study the likely effects and make recommendations for responding to them. What's being presented now is a full final report that blends both the hard numbers of the modeling looking at the impact of the plant closure, and then also the narrative that we've gotten from the community that provides context for these numbers, what this impact is actually going to mean for the Buren, Cass, and Berrien Counties. Although there's now a possibility Palisades will reopen, Snow Inc. says it's still important to plan for its eventual closure, whether it's now or in the decades to come. We'll have a link for attending the meeting, which will be Monday at 1 p.m. at our website. Michigan students are being reminded of the state's OK to Say tip line now that a new school year is starting. OK to Say program administrator Mary Gager Drew tells us the service was launched in 2014 as a way for students to anonymously report dangerous situations in their schools. It's been used more than 45,000 times since. Suicide generally has been the number one tip category for our program. We also see a lot of tips on bullying, drugs. We have other, what we call is our mental health, the anxiety, the stress, the depression. Deidre Drew says with a new crop of students in schools each year, it's important that each is told about ok to say and how it can help. So we do student safety presentations where we'll actually come into the school that invites us. We'll talk to elementary, middle, and high school students and really talk to them about how the program works, how they can help make a difference. When a student reports a situation to ok to say the information is related to the school, police, or other entity that can help. Gaidra Drew says it's not about getting anyone in trouble, but about helping them. She knows the service has prevented school violence, helped kids with suicidal thoughts, and more. To submit a tip to OK2Say, okay to a student can just text 652729 or OK2Say. Okay Artificial intelligence and how it will affect counties and businesses is the topic of discussion for a national committee that and County Commissioner Shokwe Pitchford has joined. He tells us he was invited to sit on the National Association of Counties AI committee while at a conference this year. So far, it's held a meeting in Texas to explore the implications of AI. Pitchford says he's concerned about the ethical questions raised by AI doing work previously done by people. We don't want companies figuring out they can automate away everyone's jobs and leave communities in shambles that relied on those jobs. That, sure, could be made a little bit easier by AI and AI's expansion, but that's someone's paycheck, that's their hard work, and that's their livelihood you're taking away from them. And we want as much as possible to protect those individuals. Pitchford says the committee has discussed the effects that AI has on children. The committee next meets in October in Florida, and Pitchford says its goal is to have a report with recommendations for counties nationwide by next summer. They'll also draft recommendations for best practices for businesses. The Pokagon Band of Pottawatomie is planning its annual Kibun Mika Powwow for September 2nd and September 3rd. The band's Adela Galzan-Guerrero tells us it's a celebration open to everyone that will explore culture while having fun. A lot of planning goes into a powwow, and during that time of all our planning, we're really thinking about how can we make people feel welcome. Guests are coming in from all over the country, some as far as away as Alaska. Galzan Guerrero says there will be crafts, a whole lot of dancing and food. From traditional foods like wild rice and also some more contemporary, so like fry bread. But it's all native foods and homemade, so really delicious. If you're new to powwows, I do suggest trying these. Guerrero says the dancers compete for cash prizes. Everyone's invited to the powwow, which is free to attend. It'll be held at the Bokagan Rogers Lake Campground on Sink Road in Wajak Labor Day weekend. Set for September 14th is the annual fundraiser for the Children's Advocacy Center of Southwest Michigan. The center's Stephanie Kreider tells us Voices for Children. Memories at Mill Creek will be held at the Mill Creek Wild in Waterfleet to not only raise money, but also to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the center. We'll be going through some of the memories that we've had throughout the years here, um, the 20 years here at the CAC. There'll also be dinner provided. There'll be a large charcuterie table ready for people to get some snacks, go to the bar, get some drinks, and then there'll be a dinner provided by Mr. Goodies. Kreider says the Children's Advocacy Center works with Child Protective Services, police, and the Berrien County Prosecutor's Office to interview and help children who have been abused. We help aid in the investigation of child abuse here in Berrien County and Cass County. We receive referrals from our local law enforcement, prosecutors, and Child Protective Services, and we then are able to schedule children for a forensic interview. The center is supported with funding from the county, grants, donations, and the annual celebration. Tickets are available now, and we'll have a link for them at our website. And making her second appearance on America's Got Talent Tuesday night was Pawpaw's Breanne Cummings. The 12-year-old 7th grader once again showed off her skills as a ventriloquist and mentalist. Judge Howie Mandel enjoyed the show. You're adorable, and you blend magic and ventriloquism, and I mean, you deserve to be here. I hope America loves you. Judge Sophia Vergara was also impressed. Now to see you <laughs> what? doing some mentalism. I mean, I cannot even imagine the, t- the, the amount of concentration. You need to do both things. Cummings is competing to win one million dollars. The voting is over and the results will be revealed tonight. For her performance on Tuesday, Cummings asked Judge Heidi Klum to select a bird to make a love connection. It turned out Cummings had a puppet matching her choice. Judge Simon Cowell told her that her ventriloquism is brilliant. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Dwozhak, where furniture shopping is fun. A business jet en route from Moscow to St. Petersburg crashed today, killing all 10 people on board. Mercenary Chief Yevgeny Prigozhin was on the passenger list. The Wagner Group played a key role in Russia's invasion of Ukraine before briefly launching an insurrection against the Russian military back in June. Forces loyal to Prigozhin marched toward Moscow before they turned back after several days. ABC News Chief White House Correspondent Karen Travers has the latest from President Biden, who spoke to reporters after working out while on vacation with his family. President Biden told reporters today in South Lake Tahoe, California, that while he doesn't know for a fact what happened in the plane crash in Russia, he's not surprised to hear it may involve Yevgeny Prigozhin, the leader of the private paramilitary organization, the Wagner Group. Russia's Federal Air Transport Agency says Prigozhin was on the passenger list of the plane that crashed. Asked if Russian President Vladimir Putin was behind the crash, President Biden said... It's not much that happens when the Russians are not behind, but I don't know enough to know the answer. I've been working out for the last hour and a half. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. The crash immediately raises suspicion since the fate of the founder of the Wagner Group private military company has been the subject of intense speculation ever since he mounted the mutiny. The Kremlin said he would be exiled to Belarus, but the mercenary chief has since reportedly popped up in Russia. The crash also comes after Russian media reported a top general linked to Prigozhin was dismissed from his position as a commander of the Air Force. ABC's Tom Sufi Burridge says Prigozhin had been a Putin ally for decades, but Things changed in June. President Putin went on TV and said that the Wagner group, he didn't name Prigozhin at the time personally, but he said the Wagner group were traitors. Then there was a kind of backroom deal reportedly. We think that Putin, the Kremlin, cut a deal with Wagner and Prigozhin. Then we got reports that Prigozhin had gone off to Belarus. We last saw him popping up in Africa, in Mali. Now we're getting this incident. It appears at the moment that Prigozhin might have met A horrible death. Rudolph Giuliani has surrendered to authorities in Georgia to face an indictment, alleging he acted as former President Donald Trump's chief co-conspirator in a plot to subvert the 2020 election. The former New York City mayor celebrated as America's mayor for his leadership after 9-11 is charged with Trump and 17 others under Georgia's Racketeer Influenced and corrupt Organizations Act. The 79-year-old Giuliani is accused of spearheading Trump's efforts to compel state lawmakers in Georgia and other closely contested states to ignore the will of the voters and illegally appoints electoral college electors favorable to Trump. The number of unaccounted for on Maui after the deadly wildfire is actually higher now than believed earlier this week. That comes as some human remains are being identified through DNA. ABC's Alex Stone has more. The FBI is now leading efforts to try to cross-reference multiple unofficial missing persons lists on the island and to figure out who is actually missing. And although it was believed the list was down to about 800 people, the FBI says it's around 1,100 who are unaccounted for right now. Maui Police Chief John Pelletier says there is a chance some victims will never be found. We're going to do our darndest to get it right and make every effort to do that. Calls are now going out for families of the missing to give DNA to help match to human remains. Alex Stone, EBC News. Meanwhile, as flames tore through a West Maui neighborhood, fleeing residents headed for the only paved road out of town in a dash for safety. Many were turned back toward the rapidly spreading fire by a barricade blocking access to Highway 30. But those who disobeyed or took seldom used back roads made it out safely. The road closures contributed to making Lahaina the site of the deadliest U.S. wildfire in more than a century. But there were many problems that day, and in some ways the disaster began long before the fire started. The Associated Press has built a timeline and a map of the disaster after reviewing public documents and interviewing dozens of survivors, public officials, and others. The first Republican presidential primary debate taking place tonight in Milwaukee will feature eight candidates. Except, of course, frontrunner Donald Trump won't be there. ABC's Jay O'Brien tells us Trump's absence will push Florida Governor Ron DeSantis into the spotlight. Ron DeSantis is in the middle of that stage, and it's because he's the highest polling candidate on that stage. But according to, for instance, our 538 polling average, he's only polling at about 15 percent compared to Trump, who's polling in the 40 percent range. And so Ron DeSantis, while he is the highest polling candidate on that stage, is not polling anywhere near Donald Trump is. So Trump casts a shadow over the entire events tonight. India has become the first country to land a spacecraft near the moon's south pole today, a historic voyage to uncharted territory that scientists believe could hold vital reserves of frozen water and a technological triumph for the world's most populated nation. A lander with a rover inside touched down on the lunar service at 6.04 p.m. local time, sparking celebrations around India. After a failed attempt to land on the moon nearly four years ago, India joins the United States, the Soviet Union, and China as only the fourth country to achieve that milestone. And after several days of talks, Hollywood writers and studios are once again going at it publicly. Morph, maybe he Jason Davison. It was supposed to be a high-powered meeting to work towards <laughs> settling the strike. The big bosses on the studio side were all there Tuesday night. Disney CEO Bob Iger, Netflix CEO Ted Sarandos, Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav, and Universal Pictures head Donna Langley. But according to the WGA and an email sent to members, it didn't go so well. They say all they got was a lecture and pressure to cave. The studios responded by publicly releasing their most recent offer, once again claiming historic pay increases and AI protections. And the strike goes on. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood.